Podcast on the Geekscape.network. I'm Michaela, and I'm not your host for tonight, but I am doing a great introduction right now. We're saving this! Don't cut this! To the right, I have Derek Cranavelt. Hi there. Across from him, we have Jacob. Hey. <laughs> and we have the masterful Courtney Dossett. I love that I get an adjective. She gets a last name. Nobody else does. No, you got a last name. You got a last name. I didn't get a last name. Guys, I just panicked and forgot Jake's last name for a second. We don't have to talk about it. It was a lot of pressure. (laughs) Also, I want to point out, I am the only one who got an adjective. Yeah, I know. I'm a little upset. I was just keeping everyone on their toes. It was all different intros. I love it. Ten points, points, Michaela. No, I'm not hosting. That's just your intro. Oh, thanks. Thanks for that. I got you. So, we are uh, live at PAX, and by at PAX, I mean a little bit away from PAX. Um, It's over for the day. Uh, We had a lot of fun. Uh, We had not so much fun at times. I'm very sick, and I threw up this morning, and I slept for one hour, and uh, a lot of things happened to me today. Um... Tell us about them, Derek. What happened to you today? Uh, well, I mean, we'll get into yeah. that. But uh, honestly, I don't know why I even said any of that. Because we're at PAX. <laughs> we're here for four days. There's so many video games. There's so many video games. So many. And How many video games are there? Like, a thousand. So many. Wow. wow. Um, I made that number up. I've only got, like... True. Probably more than We've that. been playing video games because that's why we're here. And uh, that's we're going to be recording a few episodes while we're here. Um, we're not talking news, we're not talking, there's no mission objective, uh, we're just talking about what we've been playing and what we've liked to play and what we've seen so far at PAX. Um, it, it, I mean, I haven't really been here before, aside from, you know, Michaela and I borrowed a badge for like 30, 45 minutes last year. For, it's fine, they can't get <laughs> it's already happened. Your what are they going to do? Uh, and it, that was pretty it was pretty cool. That was pretty cool running around the floor. But today, just being able to absorb a little bit more was a totally different experience. And it seems like it, it seems bigger. This, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm I feel like shit, it's bigger this year than last year. And I spent a lot more time. Like, I mean, I spent the whole time like running around and doing things. But I didn't. Maybe I just missed it. But I feel like there weren't two floors of gaming. Like indie games and it's and huge. It's yeah, so much bigger than it was last year. Uh, and there's but, a lot of stuff outside too. Like there's a huge yeah. like a block away. There's a giant uh, like a Fortnite ex- uh, offsite event where yeah. it's super decked out. There is a retail store. There's a De, what is it Der Burger Der Burgers. Uh, where they're giving you can go and you can have you know we had lunch for free today thanks to Fortnite. Thank you Fortnite, uh, which is great. Yay, Fortnite. You know, thanks, now I have. Now I have more money to buy uh, some of those uh, battle bucks. What are they called? V bucks. Some of those V bucks. Or, or a new set of dice. Well, what, I don't know what that would help me in Fortnite. It won't but... help you in Fortnite, oh. but I mean, you could also instead of buying a cheeseburger, now you can buy a set of dice. Because priorities, Derek. Because uh, priorities, I got a Derek. Fortnite axe that's foam, and I'm mm-hmm. going to hit Michaela with it all the time. And beanbag. Uh, Oh yeah, there was oh because it's a huge tur- it's like a tournament. It's called the Summer Skirmish Series, and they 
have like yeah there's a, this like big viewing area giant screens um they hadn't started the actual tournament when i went over there yet but they had a big list of all the prizes and everything like that and the top prize is like two hundred fifty thousand dollars us will be given away this weekend of this thing which is insane that is insane <laughs> who has that much money to give away epic makes a lot of money they make so Fortnite. much money yeah how do they make so much money uh, and there was tons of there was yes. There was tons of Fortnite cosplay. I don't know if they were it was cosplay or if it was people that were working there, but I think they were working. I think, they I think were it working. was like a mixture. The guys in the creepy masks. I haven't played Fortnite in a minute. I have no idea what those masks. Were I about. have never played Fortnite. I have no idea what those you masks. You should probably are get into it. You I know. I, I have it on my Switch. You can do it on your phone too. You love a good phone game. I do love a good phone Switch game. Switch game. I do love a good Switch game. Yeah. You tried to get me to dance. Did you yeah. dance? No. No. I, I Did you know like that you can dance there? if you want to? But I didn't want to. Oh. I'd have to leave Courtney behind. And I <laughs> Don't do, do that. <laughs> but you could. You could leave your friends behind. Yeah, she doesn't dance. I don't. <laughs> well, I if they don't dance. dance. Cripple dance. Oh my gosh. This Cripple is, dance. This is going too long and too far. It's fair. Um, it's Geekscape so Games. It's you. It's, it's, it's the Geekscape Games. That's what we normally do. Too um, long, too far. What have you guys seen? What have you guys played? What have you guys. How has your day one of PAX been? My day one of PAX began. Oh, dang. I was so excited because I finally got to be so far away from the microphone. <laughs> uh, my day one of... You can just edit that out if you don't like oh, it. <laughs> my day one of PAX began by effing running from the the booth where you pick up your pass to try to make my appointment at 10 because we were late getting there. Because I'm sick. Okay. Yeah, sometimes you gotta barf, so, you know, uh, whatever, no bigs. I'm glad you weren't barfing in the car, that would have sucked. I would lose my five-star lift rating. Oh, we don't want that, we don't want that. We need those those lift discounts. discounts. Five meow meow beans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but then I got to the, the place that I was trying to go. I was pretty proud of myself for figuring out what I needed to do in this giant space. I feel like I had blinders on. It was just like, get to this place, and I have no idea what's happening around me. Um, and I got to play a, a, a story, <laughs> a game called uh, The Gardens Between. Yeah! Oh, it was so cool. And it's interesting because it's not... Um, it's like a story about these kids who are neighbors and it's not told with words and you don't actually get to control any actions. All you do is you like move time forward and you move time backwards. And by doing those things, certain things kind of happen around them and you can like adjust the order in which things happen, which allows you to move forward, la la la. Um, and so it's kind of puzzly and like, at one point, it was really embarrassing because I like I was on like the third level maybe, and uh, and the the guy had to help me figure out how to. I'm like literally, there's nothing else to do. You just go forward and backwards. Why can I not progress? And he was like, so I'm trying to figure out how to tell you this without actually giving it away so that you can do it yourself. And I was like, please just tell me. I feel so dumb. <laughs> Uh, but it's really interesting that they managed to tell the story and you like get invested and there's no words. It's just music and, and characters on the screen and it's really good. And I'm like super, super looking forward to when it What was like the art style like in that one? It was really nice. Um, 
I don't know what names of art styles are. But like, did it look like any other game that you had played? Was it totally unique? Um, I think, Courtney, you had said it kind of looked like Oxenfree. Mm. Or it had, like, Oxenfree vibes. It had some Oxenfree vibes with the way that you progress, like, the way you move through the game. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of Oxenfree, because it's that kind of weird, like, I'm 2D platformer style, but I'm going to do weird 3D things for most of a while. Like, I'm yeah. not, but you don't have 3D controls. Um, but I think at that point we also didn't, I didn't know at least that you only controlled time, mm-hmm. not movement. So yeah. that makes it weird and different too. But, um, yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Oxenfree, but it's closer up. It's, and it's brighter. Yeah, it's very bright. And it's interesting cause it's like about these kids who are friends, but then I think what's happening in the story is one of them is probably moving away because there's all these, like, moving boxes spilling belongings everywhere. And so, like, the mountain they're climbing is made up of, like, a Jenga game and a stereo and things like that. Um, It was pretty cool, though. It sounds sad, Dirk. We'll love it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I definitely think it'll be right up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. When is it coming out? Do you know? I do. I have it written, recorded somewhere, and uh, I will tell you at some point. Wow, I can't wait. That I mean, the thing is, I did like audio recordings, and so I don't have all that stuff memorized mm. in my head. And that one in particular, I just don't have a recording of because I don't know how to do the things. What, but what we're, happened there? We're learning. What happened there? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I just, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I was like... She's not over it yet. Like, literally, I went back to, like, listen to what the recording was, and it was, like, me being, like, oh, great, I think we got it. Okay, thanks very much. See you later. Bye. And I was, like, oh, my God. I I think what happens is the red light comes on and off as it, like, hears voices, and so I saw that and thought it was recording. And then when I hit record to stop it recording, then there was a solid red light. Shit. So, lesson learned. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. But you got some other stuff? Yeah, and I I took some notes on that one, so I'll write an article that has a little bit more detail, and I will consult the internet for finding out when it comes out. I think it is 2019 sometime. Nice. We're almost there. Yep. Oh, God. Back half. Right? Jeez. It's August. It's September. Uh, Tomorrow? Yes. Jeez, Comic-Con was like a month and a bit ago now. Yeah. I feel like Comic-Con was yesterday and a hundred years ago. All at the same time. Because that's what Comic-Con does. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what about you guys? What did you guys do this morning? Um, I didn't sleep. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I think me and Derek got a combined three hours of sleep last night. Um, so that if was If you're rounding up. <laughs> and we, like, yes. we got and into I got Seattle. Four. Like, what, one Yeah, I did all right. About 1 a.m. Yeah. we got into Seattle and went to bed pretty quickly, but I don't know what happened, but I just fucking laid there and... You tossed and... And then it gets to the point where you're like, well, it's almost time to get up. What am I going to do today? <laughs> because also the day... The day prior, I worked at 7 a.m., so I was up at 5 a.m. Yeah. And, and didn't go to bed that late. And someone scheduled us three parties to go to... Derek. Uh, I, <laughs> I, we don't have to go to any of them. <laughs> I mean, one of them has A-tracks, so we should probably go to that one. I don't know what We'll that think means, about so. it. You have fun with that? I'll be sleeping. Um, so I picked up my passes from a gentleman who offered to sell them to me because I don't have press passes. Oh, yeah. How did that go? It was good. Um, 
we finally met up with him. I think he was about 10 minutes later than he had expected to be, which was fine. Um, we got the passes validated by an enforcer uh, and passed the money off. It was great. Nice and easy. Isn't it great how they have that system where they're like, hey, people are selling and buying badges. Why don't you come here and get checked out and make sure it's legit before you yeah. get ripped off? Yeah, like, we, how lovely is that? It was nice. We uh, we just bumped in line uh, where the, the press passes were being handed out and was just like, here, can you scan these? And she was like, yeah, sure. Um, and it was all fine. Nice. Um, so thank you, uh, Dominator7714, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I think that's the string of numbers. He truly dominated your day today. Uh, He dominated my weekend, actually. Um, Because I got a full uh, set of PAX passes for for retail, which is nice. That's great, yeah. No no scalping or or hassle. Nice and easy. What a genuine, lovely fellow. Yeah. He was cool. Um, Derek and Michaela, you guys had to run to panels or... Appointments. Appointments or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, So... Courtney and I had some time to kill, so we started walking the show floor, um, and then uh, immediately you saw your plane game, and then and I, was like, "Oh, there's no damn line. plane game, damn, damn plane game <laughs> on yeah. that damn Nintendo." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, what is this plane game? So, Do tell. like, two or three minutes into walking the floor, uh, we bump into the uh, the Bandai Namco booth uh, where they're they're demoing Ace Combat Seven, which I've been patiently waiting for forever. Uh, the lineup was like. 10 people deep. I mean, and they've got four demo stations, so I was like... That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. why not? Um, I wasn't mad at it. No. no. I was just like, oh, it's that playing game. Yeah. Uh, Courtney took some video of me playing. I had a nice chat with their community manager. Uh, I got to play two separate missions. Uh, I died on the first one and failed the second. I mean, you didn't have to tell people that. That's all right. You could have just been like, I owned it. No. <laughs> no. Um, I'm good at planes. I'm good at planes. I am nominally nominally good at planes, uh, just a little rusty, and this one handles a little differently um, than before. Um, First thing he did as soon as he sat down was start doing barrel rolls, and I was like, all right, cool, we're just going to make me vomit, but it's great. (laughs) I'm I'm completely uncomfortable, but Uh, you look like you knew what you were doing. Oh, yeah. And you're enjoying yourself. It's it's the the same thing that I'm used to playing other games in that franchise, um, but... It's a little bit more, I don't know, more accurate in modeling how that sort of thing would fly. Um, so it's it's a little slower in rolls than I would expect, and, and I ran into a little bit of trouble because of that. Um, but uh, but I played two missions. Uh, I had a nice chat with their community manager, um, and uh, we did some back and forth on their, their video camera. So I might be on the internet somewhere else. So that's kind of cool. Ooh. That is cool. You're also on the internet on our Instagram page. Well, Geekscape doesn't count anymore. Oh, yeah. Geekscape counts. Yeah. Yeah. Geekscape, Geekscape Forever is on Instagram. Is that what it's called? Geekscape Forever. Oh, wow. It's on Instagram. So you follow it, because I saw you on it today, nerd. Um. <laughs> Just in case anybody else didn't know, our Geekscape Forever Instagram is our Instagram. <laughs> oh, that was smooth. <laughs> we're, we're really tired. I'm, I'm really sorry, what guys. What is that? What? This is worse than the PAX episodes last year. (laughs) Almost. At least I'm sober for this one. True that. So after I wrapped up at Ace Combat, um, uh, Courtney had had to go to her appointment for... What game was that? Driftland. For Driftland. Uh, That was for the the Polish group that had come in, right? Yep. So there's a group of indie Polish game developers who came in. Um, Driftland, made by Driftstar, was one of them. 
it's an RTS, but it's better and different than most RTS that you play. Because I feel like at the top of the list is Civ. Everybody loves Civilization. Everybody knows Civilization. Totes everyone. everyone. Every single person. It, everyone it, in this room. Except that Civ isn't an RTS because it's turn-based. Yeah. Well. But. Everyone yes. also knows what an RTS is. That's a real-time strategy game, if anybody's keeping score. Um, so. Uh, Just tell me all about what I did today. No, no, no. <laughs> Okay. No, just, just keep talking. You were there the whole anymore. time. I'm done. <laughs> don't want to anymore. Keep going. Tell me more. How did I feel about the game date? <laughs> what were her words? thoughts on it? Let me tell you. Um, so Courtney went off to her appointment. Uh, I wandered over to uh, Devolver Digital's booth um, to see if they had a Metal Wolf Chaos uh, XD demo. And they, they did. did. They did. Oh, they do. They, they do. do. It's not canceled. It's delayed. Uh, I didn't have a chance to play it, but I had a nice chat with some guys that were uh, watching somebody else play it, um, and we were reveling over the awful dub that they did back in the uh, early <laughs> Xbox days. Uh, so I checked that out for a little bit, and then wandered up to where Courtney had her appointment, and I chatted with a game developer about his... Uh, it was a top-down survival game called Ritual, where you play a cowboy who has rescued a woman from some cultists, and you have to uh, defend her from waves of attackers uh, and craft barricades and ammunition uh, and whatnot uh, as you move her from place to place every night, um, continuing what plot the game has. It looked like it was pretty early in development. Sounds interesting, though. I think I remember reading about something like that, but it sounded too hard for me to play, so I didn't follow it up. I found it was pretty difficult myself. Yeah. Um, I, there were no instructions with it aside from the dev talking to me. Mm. Um, so a, a couple of minutes in, he was like, "Oh, why aren't you holding down the right trigger to uh, to charge up your axe?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, right. I can do that." And I had died three times, and it hadn't prompted me to be like, "Hey, you can do this thing." Oh. Okay. So you know, I mentioned like you know, tool, tool tip helps and stuff would be a good thing for them to look at adding. Um, did uh, it have, like, a tutorial in the beginning for you? A little bit. It was... There wasn't any text or anything. It was just, like, progress through this mm. this space, um, which you could do without using that particular mm. uh, uh, ability. Um, but it has, like, uh, Dark Souls-type um, dodge mechanics and whatnot, uh, and it's all about um, timing your attacks versus your, your opponent's attacks while also managing defense of this, this woman in this cabin. Um, while scrounging for, for supplies and whatnot. So I played that for uh, probably 15 minutes. Um, I was busy with my game. Yeah. Um, what, I totally forgot what it was called. Your game? Your game. Driftland. Driftland. <laughs> Which we haven't heard about yet. No. No. Uh, Wait, what game was it? No, we it? did, though, because Jake told me how I felt about it. <laughs> no, I didn't. You just wanted he just to. Started, yeah. He just talked about his game instead. Yeah. Yeah, no. I was just asking what you were doing. Your and... game was very aesthetic, though. Yes, yeah, it was beautiful. It was very, um, all, all the, the player characters are black, and the area outside of the playable space is black. Um, so it looks like you're walking through these canyons, um, and it's... Everything it, else is red. <clears throat> yeah, it was and very... it's like a weird top-down look, too. Yeah, yeah, it's very... It's pretty neat. It was interesting. It, it, I don't think it was too far into development. I think he said they. it was a team of 17 people, and they'd been working on it for... I want to say six or six or eight months. 
Okay, um, so that's pretty new. Yeah, and they had, um, I think they'd been working on it with a bunch of other projects, so they weren't super far into it, and they, I think they were still trying to shop it around to figure out what direction they wanted to go with it, uh, from what I gathered. Um, but it was really cool. Uh, not really my style of game, but, um, uh, I mean, if you're into crafting survival games uh, with plot, which feels like something we don't see that often. I, that would make it more enticing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the plot wasn't in the build that I played, mm-hmm. but, um, but he mentioned that there was uh, a lot of story interaction between the player character and this woman that, that you travel with. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, we... Fortnite we went, offsite. We went Fortnite. to the Fortnite offsite. Free Fortnite. lunch! There's, there's no such thing as a free lunch, Gordon. There no lunch unless you're at for, the Fortnite offsite event. <laughs> Sponsored by Epic West Games. 2018. <laughs> and then we did your panel. Yeah, uh, then we went over to the, what hotel was that? That was the Grand Hyatt at the Sasquatch Room. Hydra. Hydra Room. Oh, that's right. The Hydra have... Theater. Hail Hydra. Every, every fucking time, someone said Hydra. <laughs> I'm, I was, I mean, everybody's tired in this room. I probably drove Courtney a little bit closer to I just asked him at one point, because it was like the fifth time, I was like, are you going to do that every time someone says Hydra? And you're like... Yep. Yes. <laughs> I, was like, hey, I was like, okay, I'll do my best not to murder you in this room then. Uh, so I'll do it in a different room instead. <laughs> yes. So when Jake gets pushed off the balcony later, we know why. No, I was going to dry drown him, remember? <laughs> oh, yes, good strategy. Mm-hmm. Did you say dry drown? Yeah, she's just going to pour water into his breathing. But while that's he's still sleeping. wet. Nope, it's called dry drowning. If you dry while you're not like in the water, you can inhale water, get out of a pool or a body of water, and then drown it's after. It's dry drowning. It's called mm-hmm. dry drowning. It's terrifying. There could be a better name than that. It's a great like, name. Like, not wet drowning? <laughs> not non-immersive drowning? Oh, the sea was good. Ooh, that sounds fancy. I tried. But I like my immersion, so... I'm all about the immersion. Game immersion's important. As long as I can go back on any choice that I make at any time, <laughs> I'm into it. D- Derek throwing shade. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Detroit Become Human in 2018. Hashtag. God damn it. Um, Before we get to that panel, I don't think you really talked about Driftlands yet. I didn't get to. No. no. I I thought that was a great segue, and I was going to talk about it for a minute since we spent the whole day together. And I purposefully did not say, oh my god, that was such a great segue. But, I, I mean, we're going more chronologically than, like... Are we? I'm sorry. We went on Michaela's timeline, and then we have the same timeline. I'm sorry. Which were parallel. That's they fine. were happening at the same time. Different I mean, locations, different people. you did do some people. separate things. You did go off on your own a couple of times. Mostly just to pee. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I had an appointment. <laughs> Jake went pee. Cool. Yep. Um, so, Driftland, uh, which is billed as an RTS on their... I will be going to have words with them. I mean, I feel like let it go, because it's a great game, and let it be. It is true that it is not like a traditional RTS where you stop your turn. Like, you don't have to do everything in a turn and be like, end turn. But you don't stop your turn in an RTS. (laughs) Shut up! There are no turns in RTS. Turn-based. But I mean, I don't know. There are turns in an RTS. Oh my god. (laughs) Turn-based strat. No. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, uh, real time strategy. Real time strategy, which means it's not turn based. Turn based because in real time, there's no stopping time for no. turns. Everybody plays at the same time at oh, the same I speed. Don't know. Okay, anyway. so what are we saying? That so, one is turn based or not turn based? This is not turn based. Okay. Okay. So 
So in Civilization, you you do everybody has this, does their turn at the same time basically, so you can tell like, oh, I want this military unit to move here, and I want this group of explorers to go this way. And there's a lot of micromanaging, but you're doing this thing where you have a map and it's all fogged out, you can't see everything, and you have to explore it, right? Same kind of thing in Driftland. So you start off on an island, and so your whole mission objective is to expand your kingdom as quickly as possible. That's one way to play, which would be the way I would play. I'm an expansion person in these kinds of games. And so you have to explore these other islands and create a kingdom with them. So you can build bridges to the different islands. You can move islands closer to you, so you can kind of build more of a landmass. Um, you can build teleportation portals, which is kind of cool. Mm. There's a magic element to this, which I'm a fan of. So, um, on top of that, you also have four different races you can play. Um, so you can kind of choose which one you want to use. Different ones have different abilities. So, like, the Dwarven race, which is one that I looked at with the developer who was with me. So, dwarves can't really use magic. They can do things like they can use these little eyeball guys to explore different territories you haven't actually accessed yet. You can kind of half see in the fog of war. And they can use the drag shit closer to you magic ability and the portals and that's about it. They don't really get anything else. Whereas if you play a human or I think the other ones were an elf and a dark elf, which the dark elves are more like vampires, which I think is kind of weird, but I'm also a fan of. Um, you can use all kinds of different fucking spells and if you're not a dwarf, you can ride dragons, because there are dragons in this game. I was sold at dragons. So, um, I played for half an hour. That sounds right. And I had to, like, make myself stop playing mm. and ask some more questions, because I really just wanted to play. I also felt really good, because we know that I'm not good at games, and that shows in most things. And the guy, like, saw me come up and was like, we're going to put this on easy. We're going to give you a baby map. And, like, partway through, he was like, okay, so you actually are doing really well right now. <laughs> Yay! So I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, is that multiplayer or just single player? So right now it's single player. They're looking at releasing a multiplayer option. Um, the game is still in early access. Um, you can go and try and see if you can get early access. You can play a little bit as well from their website, which I will have all this information in my beautiful article that I am halfway done writing on. Nice. Nice. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> Very. So, um, it's slated to be done, if I remember correctly, next year, early next year. It should be released in, in its full, beautiful glory. Is it um, PC only? Or is right it now it is. Right now, yeah. So they're hoping, so they said that it should be released first, first quarter of next year, and they're hoping that after that they'll be able to expand. First thing I said was, man, I wish this was on Switch. And he was like, yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> so, I wish every game was on Switch. Yep. I mean, name a game I wanted on my Switch right now. Yeah. So Detroit um, Become Human? You know, we don't need to talk about that game. I know, we don't. But I'll, I'll get mad. But Dad of War. Dad of War could be on the Switch and I'd be happy. Uh, it's on PS Vita, if you have remote play turned <laughs> I don't have a PS Vita. And you never will. Else. <laughs> because they don't make them anymore. Yep. So, but that was, I mean, I really enjoyed it, and that's something where, like, like I think both of the games that I interviewed on today are games that I would go out and actually purchase and play on my own. That's cool. So I was pretty excited about yeah. that. Yeah. And then we went to the Battle Tech, not Battle Mech, Battle Tech panel. Yeah. Which was there, your there, thing. There are Battle Mechs in Battle Tech. But Which is why I want to call it Battle Mechs. That's Because that makes sense. Kind of is a cool name. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like it's probably used on something, but I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I went, uh, Courtney and I went to the Battletech panel, uh, hosted by Hairbrained Schemes, who, uh, is Washington local. Uh, they made the Shadowrun Returns games, uh, and the two sequels to that, uh, and they came out with, um, Battletech earlier this year through Kickstarter, uh, and it is an adaption of the, uh, tabletop, uh, wargaming game from the 1980s of the same name. Uh, so Jordan Wiseman was there, who's the original creator of the IP, and is now head of Hairbrain Schemes. Uh, I think his name was Andrew? Andrew. Andrew I'm... was the head writer, uh, was on the panel, and Kiva, the lead, uh, design lead, I believe, uh, was her role. Uh, and most of what they discussed was how they transferred those sorts of pen and paper RPG or wargaming things to a PC medium mm -hmm. and how things change uh, when you do that. Uh, you know, if me and Derek are playing a game of Battletech on a tabletop and he, you know, kicks my ass, it's fun and I can joke about that, but when, when a PC does it, when mm -hmm. a computer does it and is ruthless um, and how that is just super demoralizing and you know, instead of, you know, slamming your hands on the table, standing up and yelling it's bullshit... <laughs> Uh, it's instead like this, this seething unfairness that you feel, um... Well, you turn off your computer, push your tower over, and you quit the game. Yeah, because the, the <laughs> dice rolls didn't feel fair, and, and how to, to try and replicate that feeling of rolling the dice on, on a tabletop, uh, <laughs> versus, uh, having a computer do it behind the scenes. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see similar things when, when Cyberpunk comes out with CD, CD Projekt Red, Ooh. converting those same sorts of tabletop RPGs to um, uh, to a video game. Um, so they, they talked about um, some of the things that they'd done in prototype. Uh, we got to see some prototype footage of the game, uh, and they, they gave us a, the, the trailer that they showed us at Gamescom mm -hmm. for, the, for the new expansion pack, uh, and, a, and a, a question and answer period. The parts I thought were cool was they talked about things that I appreciate from being a tabletop gamer. Things like when you're playing tabletop, you want your dice to be super freaking fair because you want that 80% chance to roll whatever. But when your computer does it, you get pissed. <laughs> and then things like, because um, I've played tabletop games virtually on Roll20 and how when you roll dice with the computer... It doesn't feel like you have control over it the same way it does when you roll your own dice. There's no visceral, physical sensation. There's no mystical bullshit around yeah. which dice... Because you know you have dice jail. That's a thing. That's why you have 50 pairs of dice. Because you need to have the ones that are rolling good. And you can't switch them out like that. I mean, in roll 20, I do change my colors if I'm rolling bad, but it's fine. It's a good idea. Yeah, you didn't think of that? I, I no, because like anything I can do to try and influence that roll... Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I also like that they said when they came up with an idea for the game, and this is not from a tabletop standpoint, but a, a game developing standpoint, they didn't just sit there and go, like, talk it out in theory. They actually made a prototype for every idea they had so that they could oh. play it through and see if it was an actual viable idea. Because they had some things they thought would be great that were shitty, mm -hmm. and some things that they weren't so sure about that were fantastic and ended up being in the final cut. So Interesting. 
Yeah. Also, Kiva is fucking hilarious, and the faces she was making the entire time were the best, and I wish I had been doing video footage the whole time, <laughs> because getting some of those still would have been perfect. Yeah, it was really funny when the, when they had the Q&A up, and someone would ask a question that either she had asked 50 times of the rest of the dev team, or she had heard 50 times from other people asking the same question, and she would just, like... She would look at the ceiling look and at the, the faces ceiling, she would make. And, and she'd roll her tongue around in her mouth, and... Or, like, she would know, like, she couldn't answer the question fully because there's still a lot of stuff they can't talk about for Mm -hmm. upcoming things. Mm -hmm. And so she's trying not to share or overshare because there's a couple times and they were like, ah, 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 too much information. Can't tell that. And she just wanted to share. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. Uh, I didn't fall asleep. She didn't fall asleep. Considering it's an IP that she doesn't care about and has never I've never heard of before. Um... (laughs) I went to right? a fail for, for something I had no idea about. You know, uh, and a type of... You don't play turn-based tactics games. Just real-time strategy. Just, yeah. yeah. Like, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Derek, shall we? Um, <laughs> Each other's even. So, you and I are going to go get drinks. I yeah. know this great place downstairs. <laughs> Derek and I are going to sack out. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Um, nom, 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 nom. But, but considering that that's not really <laughs> your what style of video game... Now? Um, <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said sack out, and you were like, <laughs> "This isn't going up live." <laughs> okay. Uh, but, Great panel, though. <laughs> yeah, con- considering like you, you managed to follow along and, and glean th- some things from that. Like, well, I'm not dumb. Well, I know. <laughs> Ooh, but it's easy. To, but it's easy to tune that stuff out if you don't give a crap, right? Totally. That's um, true. The one revelation Preach. that I got from the panel was um, painting your boardroom tables with whiteboard paint. No, just all no, of them. No, 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 not whiteboard no? paint. They said go to the store, go to Home Depot, get a shower surround. That's what it was. Oh, it's, it's the plastic for uh, a shower surround. Buy the paneling and put it on your table yeah. and make it into your table so that you don't have to pay so much money for whiteboard tables because whiteboard tables are great and then you can use it for ah. D&D which is why I got excited That's about it cool. and I totally forgot until idea. just now I'm yeah. so sorry it's okay <laughs> that is a good idea mm. and uh, that's what we learned from Battletech this was like my number whiteboard one tips. Yeah. whiteboard tips and I was like then what we can do is you can take tape and you can grid it out so you have your map mm-hmm. so excited for that we're going to do it at this table cool. right here. No, we're you not. See, this is in my table. There's like a chess X booth there. Yeah, it was mobbed when we were there. Yeah, it was when busy we went when by. Too. So I think that's going to be... It might have been the same time, but... It was. Yes. <laughs> it was just after that, yeah. Because um, I went and saw... Now I can't remember the name. A ground. A ground. Um, over in the indie, mega indie booth. What's that? Um, <clears throat> So it's... It's a... <laughs> it's like a 2D scroller. Um, so you, when you start, and this was a cool thing that I, I started with. So it's a 2D scroller. The whole concept is like you get shipwrecked basically and you're on this island and you have to figure out what to do. So it's a basic like collect your resources survival game, mm-hmm. but it's done in pixel art, which I'm a fan of. Um, also side note, unlike Sea of Thieves, you can customize your tiny pixel art character. You can use uh, your eye color and your hair and your skin color and your shoes. So, and do you know why they didn't do that? I don't care. Oh, it's not, okay. it's not important because I want that. I would like to know why they didn't do that. So the big thing, and I think it was, I can't remember if it was in a panel or just one of the developer diaries beforehand, but that was obviously 
alpha and beta, a lot of people were like, I just want to design my own pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is they want everyone to be different. Um, you know, so that's why they're like, their system is called the infinite pirate generator. Cause it, Puts different like, pieces together, because the, the big thing. No, they. I feel like they do look quite different. But the big thing is that, similar. like, if I'm just giving you a full control over that, then that means of the 32 characters that can be on each sea at whatever time, 31 of them look like Jack Sparrow. Um, well, like they're boring and dumb. Yeah, well, it's maybe I want mine to look like <laughs> just 9.99 a month. The Dread Pirate yeah. Roberts or something like. I don't know. Okay, I just, so 16 Jack Sparrows. And four Dread Pirate <laughs> there, Roberts. There you go. I don't know. I just, I wanted a little more control than what you got. And I also felt like all my characters' options looked very similar. Like, I either got, like, the same weird-looking old woman, the same weirdly buff woman, an old dude, or a weird-looking buff dude. I mean, those are the four quadrants of humanity, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yep. You're, like, random Are we old or weirdly like... buff? That's the question. Are we yeah. old or weirdly buff? Well, I'm certainly not buff, so... So, we're just weird and old. That's fine. Um, but I like that that option of being able to... Also, I think it's important for you to be able to play a character, if you want to, that looks like you, or looks like what you want to look like. Because yes. I think that's an important thing to have in gaming. So, you know, they had a wide range of skin colors and hair colors and mm-hmm. eye colors and everything, which is cool. Anyway, so you, you kind of start off... The interesting part of this game that I think is a little different and harked back to my favorite game of the year, God of War... Your NPCs that you run into don't just give you quests to do. Like, you run into a guy and you let him in your hut the first night. And he's like, what are we going to do? (laughs) He's gross and old. (laughs) Um, Weirdly buff? No, not weirdly buff. Just gross and old. And really down. Like, he's like, we're not going to survive. Why bother? I'm like, well, get the fuck out of my house. With your negativity. He's definitely not going to survive if you kick him out of your house. I know. Um, Not with that attitude. But, like, he he gives you a quest to, to build stuff. And so... You have to go and build stuff, but what, like, so you build, like, a, like, a storage house. But while you're out doing other things, gathering other resources, fighting, there's, like, some little boar things you can fight. Um, while you're doing that, he's also out collecting resources and doing things. So you're not, you're meeting these NPCs, and they're putting, giving you quests, but they're also helping you stuff. Oh, that's nice. Because that's kind of the whole concept of this single-player game. So... Um, you also run into another lady. So I'm used to side scrollers where you could only go right, right, yeah, right. So the- <laughs> I love right confusion. Um, but you can also go left, which was interesting. I never, and normally I just go right because you read right to left right. And, and everything. So you could go left and you could run into a lady and she opens up an option. She gives you a pick and you can go down mm. and you can start to mine for things, which is also cool. So there's multiple levels. So there's that both you can mining do. and crafting. There's mining and crafting mm. and surviving, not starving. Um, it's just an amalgamation of some great games. Um, so it was a lot of fun to play. Um, later on, you get to go to space, which I thought was also How cool. How do you go to space? I don't know, because I, I didn't get to play that much in the game. But did you say there are pirates? Not in this game. Oh, that's No, I was just like, fuck Sea of Thieves, I can... Oh. Oh, okay. I can... That's as far as she made it <laughs> in the <laughs> process. They, they go aground or something, Yeah, right? so you're actually they were ship, on a you're, you're shipwrecked yeah. in the okay. very beginning. There's like a Not pirate shipwrecked. Just regular It could be pirates. Who knows? Um... So it's very cool. So it's also an early access. It was uh, a Kickstarter crowdfunded game as well. They are looking at adding things like multiplayer options so Mm. you can play with your friends and stuff. Um, They said that this game should be released the end of next year out of early access. 
and that they should have the multiplayer function up sometime halfway through next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really get a price point feeling for anything. I, I haven't looked at their Kickstarter yet, but I mean, I'm going to buy it and play it, and it's going to be fun. So that was actually a console game. You had co- They had a console for it. I think it was an Xbox controller as well as PC, so it was pretty cool. And That's then. Cool. Uh, we went to go look at Chessex, but it was busy, and so I said, fuck it, because I'm not going to fight three people to look at Dices today, and we we called it. It was done. We were done. Yep. We're done. Done yeah. with it. Um, that was our day. Tell us about your timeline, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. My timeline. I, <laughs> the darkest timeline. Uh, darkest timeline. Where you stick to your decisions <laughs> and don't try to redo anything. <laughs> no, I, once I make a decision, that's, that's pretty much it. Except for eating, because then you just throw it up again. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, fired. You could say that's I, a form of time travel. I ate today like Courtney plays video games. <laughs> That's a stinger. Um, uh, so the first uh, appointment I had today was for an unreleased Marvel mobile game um, that's called Marvel Battle Lines. Uh, it is a... I was pretty interested in it because I really like trading card games. Um, not that I actually really get into any of them that much these days, but I like the idea of them. I at least try most of the new ones that come out, um, especially on across iPad and iPhone and all that sort of thing. Um, so this one actually felt really, um, this one felt really unique in a lot of ways. So, th- I, like some of the mechanics, for instance, in this game, your deck is only twelve cards, um, which is the, pretty much the smallest uh, deck in any trading card game that I've. Uh, heard um, what's that well like so so you have four cards in your hand but one thing that you can do as well is each card basically each turn you can also mulligan so you can put that back in the deck you can get a different card um, so you're cycling through things very quickly and that becomes a huge portion of the strategy of the game because you're not drawing from 40 or 60 cards like if I mulligan my hand and then I do it again the next turn. Like you're gonna be, you're gonna have gone through your entire deck already. So that was pretty cool. Um, so that they, it, just based on my perception of what they were saying and what they were talking about, it felt like like a lot of these pieces were the big mechanics of the game because you can you can cycle thing through things so quick. There's no discard pile or anything. There's a couple of so there's two card. Ty- there's only two card types. So there's character cards. Uh, and then there's action cards. Um, there's a couple of very, very powerful, powerful actions that do have a like a side effect that's like use it and then it's removed from the game type thing. Um, but aside from that, there's no discard pile. The card is basically put back into the deck once it's used type thing. Um, and so in this game, rather than you know you just laying up creatures and targeting this creature or the player or what. Um, it's actually the, the the play area is a four by three grid, um, and so you your goal is to create a battle line. So either four characters vertical or di- three characters diagonal, or so like tic tac toe. Sort of, yeah, or yeah. Bingo. Um, and so <laughs> you, yeah. So it's like a tic tac toe element in it as well. Um, and so you put the characters down. They have HP and they have attack power. And once wh- whatever. Uh, line is formed be that you know vertical horizontal diagonal or a mixture of all of them at once that line then attacks and um, can take down the enemy's creatures but also will take down their um, hp as well Um, and you can once you place a character you can move them the next turn as well Um, 
so you can like attack creature, uh, characters that are already on the board in order to free that space again so that you can move your character into it and create a line. There's also a uh, like a, a mana type thing, which is um, it's a cosmic fragment, um, so it's a piece of the cosmic cube, um, which the, the, the game actually has a story associated with it as well, which is written by um, a Marvel writer... Uh, uh, <laughs> almost, almost got almost Alex Irvine. Um, so a Marvel writer named Alex Irvine. Um, so it's got story elements and everything like that in it as well. But these cosmic fragments, um, you, they, it's not like mana in like things like Hearthstone where you just get one and get an extra on each turn. They exist only on the board and they randomly generate. So it adds another layer of strategy because do I want to? put this card here where it could potentially create a battle line or do I want to put this card here because then I get to collect the cosmic shards that are there and can play a more powerful card next turn. Um, so there's a lot of different strategy elements of it. It seems it, it um, like I played through some single player components. Um, part of what, what I thought was really cool as well is that in the, um, like a lot of the, when you play computers, when you play against the computer, it's not like an AI-generated deck. These are real decks that people are using that it's pulled from, um, that it, the computer's just playing. So that's pretty cool. Um, there's 200 cards to start, so with a... Um, uh, 200 cards to start, so with a, with a deck of 12, like, there's so much possibility there for things, um, just in terms of variety and in terms of deck types and everything like that you'll also have like a deck leader um which is similar to a, a, a number of trading card games that i can't recall but um that leader you know would be like a spider-man or captain america or a number of other characters um that leader will like throw some additional effects onto the board or potentially give some of your characters additional hp um or anything like that um there's a, it, it's got a lot of this the mobile game free to it's free to play of course it's got a lot of those free to play elements as well where you can of course pay real money for packs or you can uh, play to earn currency to get packs or get single cards um, there's a bunch of different modes uh, there are like there's a there's like a campaign mode which takes you through the storyline which is pretty cool um, there's like casual PvP. Um, there's like a ranked arena mode, which has bigger prizes and everything like that, of course. Um, there's even, I think it was called Special Ops, and it's like a puzzle-based mode. So you're presented with a scenario and some cards, and you have to figure out how to you know, finish that match, essentially. And if you can do it fast enough or with a, a certain other uh, criteria, you can three-star it, and then you get better prizes and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was I, like I played through some single-player stuff. I played through a demo, and then I kind of watched... Um, the, the two people that were demoing it, they actually had a live match, um, mm. just so I can kind of see how that flowed. It seemed like probably the match is somewhere between five and ten minutes, um, so pretty quick play as well, which of course is great for a mobile game because you never know when you may need to jump out of it. Um, there's like a guild feature, like there's a social element to it as well, where you can create a guild with your friends and um, you know help help each other get better cards and all that sort of thing too. Um, I don't know. It looked like it was pretty cool. The art style was really, really neat. Uh, we were playing it on the iPad. Um, it'll also launch on Android at the same time. And there was a really, really cool like parallax effect as you tilted your tablet. Um, you know, the, the 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 character art seemed like it was several layers deep, and so different elements would move in a different at a different rate than the others. It was very, very cool. Um, 
yeah, I thought it was I, I, I thought it was really fun and it was one of those things where it's like I can't like I will definitely give that a download on the day that it's possible to download that. Uh, which for Canadians is apparently quite soon actually. Game, me, game, yeah. So the game has soft launched right now. Excuse me, I've got the hiccups. Um, <laughs> great timing, as is tradition. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the game is soft launched right now in a couple of countries, and it should actually be they're they're continuing that soft launch. Um, so they said it'll be available in Canada very shortly. Um, Canada being a very small market, Courtney, they often launch games there sooner because. Just to say, what about us Americans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're a pretty small market, so they can test the waters, they can test mechanics, and see how they're received without uh, turning off without too much of the world. If they up everything with America, because <laughs> we're a little bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's because it's. I think it's something like if oh if we launch this game, it's very poorly received. That's like a market that nobody cares about, and that doesn't matter anyways. So if they never play it again, well, when we launch in America, having fixed all of these things, then it'll be more popular type thing. But um, I thought it was really cool. I will definitely be trying it out. Um, you know, there's it, and it's interesting because Marvel. There's so many of those Marvel mobile games, and um, I've tried a few of them here and there. Marvel Strike Force is one recently that did have me hooked for a few days. Um, but this one, I feel like I could definitely continue with, uh, after that. So that was the first thing that I did. Um, and then pretty much right after that, I was briefly distracted by the Fortnite summer skirmish <laughs> area. Um, which we were so glad cause you were the one who turned us on right? to free lunch. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, by this point it was almost noon and I was like, okay, maybe I can try to eat something. And so, um, I was going to grab something to eat before going to the life is strange two panel, which is something I was really looking forward to um, but then I got distracted by this but then there's free food inside so uh, and no line because it hadn't really kicked off yet so that was pretty cool I don't think we had a line either and we went a ways after you mm-hmm. and did you have a line? I went just after you and there's probably like 10 people in line when I got there it's not bad at all for mm-hmm. a and then and that was just to get in the actual oh. food had no line oh yeah, oh, yeah. there was yeah. no line when we got actually inside I think there was like 3 or 4 people in front mm-hmm. of us when we went well and I bet it was probably like a bigger like this afternoon and tomorrow and Sunday I think it'll like once they've played some and they're like people have one yeah. food because oh, when yeah. did, were they actually playing when you guys yeah. were there yeah. they were yeah the burgers yeah. were kind of cold though so I don't mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. but they were cooking best. fresh ones behind yeah these, yes. so. yeah um, but yeah, no, that was pretty cool. And then I went over to the West End for the Life is, Life is Strange 2 panel. Um, that was really, really cool. That's this, I, I guess it'll be this, that, that would be the second Life is Strange panel I've been to because last year at uh, San Diego Comic Con they had one for Life is Strange Before the Storm, which was in progress at that time. Um, so this time around we had, uh, there was the ho- one of the hosts from What's Good Games, which is probably. Um, it's one of my favorite gaming podcasts so one of the hosts there was the moderator of the panel Um, they also had Christian Devine I probably pronounced that wrong but he's the lead writer on both Life is Strange 1 and Life is Strange 2 Uh, and they also had the voiceover director as well um, uh, whose name I think his name was Phil something I didn't catch it at first and then it was never said again of course Um, it's in your booklet if you need it oh okay awesome um I wish I knew that before I just said all of that. Well. But, uh, so the, I was very thankful that the panel was spoiler-free, which was great because shortly after the reveal trailer last week, um, they, I don't know what that means, Jake. Nothing, I was just trying to oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
shortly, code. <laughs> shortly after the reveal trailer a couple of weeks ago, they released like a 25 minute gameplay uh, demo basically, and I watched like 30 seconds of that, and I was like, no, like I don't want to, like I want to go into this as blind as possible. So they kept it pretty spoiler free, didn't go much deeper into the story than the synopsis, um, which it's set three years after the first game. Um, you have t- you have uh, the character Sean, who is a 16-year-old, and Daniel, who is a 9-year-old. And they are basically, b- b- based on some events that happen in Seattle, um, they have to actually travel from Seattle to Mexico um, all on their own without anyone kind of finding them and everything like that, which is pretty crazy. Um, they said it's kind of, the, they, it, it, it feels like a road movie. They were very inspired by um, Jack Kerouac, and there's a lot of references to that in this game. Um yeah, it was it's pretty cool because he, for instance, the voiceover guy Phil, we'll call him um, Phil if that is his real name. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was he was pretty cool because he, you know, he noted it, it feels like Life is Strange Two is getting a lot of like people are very excited for it, but also um, apprehensive towards getting too excited about it because they did connect so much with the first game and the prequel and did connect so well with Max and Chloe and now here's two, you know we're done with them here's two other characters and. Um, so he said, you know, he's a very tough critic and blah, blah, blah. And he's everything that he's read or recorded so far uh, has been just as good, if not better, than the first game, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, they, it, they had a big Q&A as well. And so there was a lot of fans asking, you know, a lot of really poignant questions and, and talking about, for instance, like, why do this instead of continuing the story of Max and Chloe? Because those, I mean, it, like, it felt like half the audience was dressed in... Life is Strange cosplay and I mean I'm hyperbolizing a bit but there's a lot of Max and Chloe's there like it very clearly had an extreme effect on a lot of people's lives and I mean it was my favorite game the year it came out and I've been trying and failing to get people to play it mostly the people in this room I downloaded it that's I a, downloaded it on that's my a step home. that's Me a too. step I think I own it on two platforms I, yeah that's a step <laughs> as well yeah. um, I played half me, of episode one your yeah. problem yeah. is you told me it was going to be sad and it's not sad. At, maybe it depends on the choices that you, you make. You told me it was going to be sad. It worked out really well for like, her. With the yeah, control. right. Um, one actually, yeah. a you can great way. Time in this one though, so it's right up Courtney's Because the so the lead writer, because he was for instance, he's a screenwriter as well, and so he had been, he was talking to colleagues of his, talking about the series and everything like that, and trying like. Like, you know, like, maybe you should try it. And they're like, oh, no, it's a video game. Like, I'm not interested, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he said he, the way he kind of started selling it to people who don't play games or who may not be interested in the style of thing is that it's like, it's just like an ultimate choose-your-own-adventure book um, that takes elements from John Hughes and D- David Lynch and Stephen King and everything like that and in this kind of weird Twin Peaksy setting and um, just, like... That's so many good things. Right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, I was we're like, Stephen in. King, you're like, choose your own adventure book that made me think about earlier when we were talking about when I was a kid, when I just read one cover to cover instead of pulling the goddamn covers. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't want to do that Yeah, choice. yeah. You can't make me choose things. Or I would go back and do all of them in turn, and mm-hmm. then, because that's how, which is how I wanted Detroit to be. I wouldn't be able to go back and be like, all right, I made that choice, I want to go to page five instead now, can't do that, fuck you, Detroit <laughs> become human. Um, and yeah, people, of course, it's interesting because people would ask about things like the characters, you know, there's always a supernatural element to these games as well. And in this case, 
in the trailer from a few weeks ago, it looked like one, you know, it looked like someone has telekinetic powers. Um, and so somebody asked, like, is that the power? Is there something different? Is there more to it? And um, it's just interesting because they've noted that they're keeping all of that secret for now um, because they want everyone to be able to experience it for themselves. So like the previous game, these the, this or these powers, they affect the characters, decisions you make, and it's a huge part of the story um, itself. Uh, and that, you know, the team, they, they sound super proud of this game, which is cool. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I'm very excited for it. It comes out September 27th. Um, probably the highlight of the the highlight of the panel, aside from the Sweet Life is Strange 2 t-shirt that I got uh, unexpectedly. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, like, nice. hey, everyone that's here, um, you know, come and get a t-shirt afterwards. What's that? I went to the wrong panel. <laughs> well, and that's just like, I, I don't know, like, it's cool when you get t-shirts and stuff, but for a uh, property that you really care about as well, mm-hmm. I feel like is, is it just makes it even better. Um, but the, the best part, so they had the Q&A session, and it gets to the point where people are just gushing about how much this game inspired them or, or affected their lives or whatever, and... Um, uh, one of the like, uh, the voiceover director he starts going off on this about this story somebody's like you know this scene in episode four or episode five like he's like that that scene like is the best acted scene in video games um, you know in any video game that I've ever played and um, so he just starts talking about that and talking about the recording of that scene and how emotional it was and everything like that and he's like he's like you know it's he's like it's really interesting talking about this right now because I can feel myself starting to tear up. But also, I look in the very back of the room, and Hot Dog Man is dancing back there. Uh, and, and so, Hot Dog Man is this like brand in the Life is Strange universe, and it's just this like dude that's a hot dog. Um, and so, nobody knew he was there at this point. But then everyone turns around, and there's just this like eight, seven foot, no, I mean like five or six feet tall hot dog that's just dancing around as this guy's like telling this emotional story. Um, and the whole fucking the whole the whole panel burst out laughing and it was great um, and then I took a picture with Hot Dog Man later so convention made um, back yeah. it up we're done here right like yep. I, let's just let's make we, we can sleep in our own bed tonight yep <laughs> Hot Dog Man and, it, and he just called Hot Dog Man I don't that's think perfect. he has a deeper name than that um, but he looks hilarious uh, and I got a live photo of him dancing so oh, nice <laughs> um, so that's great um very excited about that. What else did you guys play? I've got one more game, but I feel like I've been talking nope, for a while. No, we, so. we talked about our whole day. I don't think you did. I think other stuff happened. Michaela. Did I, have I played two other games. Oh, I'm sorry, Mika. That's okay. I thought you were finished. I thought we were going chronologically, but then instead we just went... I thought we were doing timelining. We merged the timelines. I thought we were talking about our separate timelines and then merging them again. This is us merging them again. Cool. So as those things were happening to you guys, um, I went and played a game called Soundfall, uh, which is a music-driven dungeon crawler. Um, and we watched the trailer no more, this morning. Yeah, all in. <laughs> oh, it sounds like Necrodancer, I'm for it. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Totes. Video games. Video games. Anyways, the character in it had really great hair, so I was in. Um, <laughs> it's a Canadian trait. Uh, anyways, I rolled up to this like little booth thing and um, introduced myself to one of the guys who quickly passed me off to another one of the guys who was one of the, uh, I want to say, programmers? 
but that could be wrong. Um, his name was Julian. He was very kind. Uh, he so used to work at man. Epic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so did one of the other guys, one of the other two uh, main guys who is creating this game. They formed... Um, what is the thing that they formed? Oh, I just looked it up, too. The company that makes a video game, what's it called? A developer. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Sorry, guys. Mika's like a baby me. I love this. Oh, that's good. <laughs> this is I literally just had it here. Hold on. Wait for it. I don't just do this shit either. It. I don't know why I say you're like a baby me, because I don't like any of this shit. Uh, it's a team called Drastic, Drastic. Games. How did you just Google that faster really than fast. me? You're so fast at Googling. Wow. wow. If you could have tried to Google that like while I'm struggling next time instead of after I'm already struggled a whole just bunch. Just kill each other already. There's <laughs> <laughs> one of you on the balcony right now. Dry down it. Dry down it in the fantastic shower. There can be only one. By the time this weekend is over, there will only be two people left. It'll be me and Mika. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to go get drinks. Uh, Anyways. Talk um, real-time strategy. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) And hair. Yeah, and highlighters. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, this... uh, this game developer company is only about two years old, and it sounds like they've been working on this game for the most part the whole time. Yes? I want to take a minute, because right now Derek is yelling at Mika for putting her arms on the table. Derek, the entire fucking time you were talking, you had your elbows on the table. Yeah, but nobody heard it when I did it, and I can hear it when you're doing it. You didn't hear it because the you were wearing headphones, and you were talking. And I tried to tell you to take your yeah, arm I off the table, aware. and you were like... I will be doing a live episode again. Oh, man. Until tomorrow. Yeah, right. What? Separate rooms. Anyways, I need to have my hands on the table so I can look at my notes because I don't want to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. And when I talked about my first game, I didn't look at my notes so I wouldn't have my hands on the table and then I didn't (laughs) sound like I knew what I was talking about. And I realized that I don't really sound like I know what I'm talking about right now, but that's only because I didn't have notes about the name of the developer and so I need to talk about that. Let's just go, let's just move on. Okay. Um... So anyways, I rolled up, and I felt pretty special, because I was like, hey, I have an appointment, blah, 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 and he was like, oh, I should have reserved one of these, like, monitors for you. Okay, hold on. And then some guy lost, and he was like, sorry, buddy, you're kicked off. And I was like, I'm going to feel real bad when I suck at this video game in a minute. Um, And so I was quite honest with him. I was like, just so you know, I'm not very good at video games. I'm super stoked to try this one. And he was like, nah, it's cool, and explained it to me. And uh, then he was like, actually, you can play two-player. Do you want me to just get in there and play it with you? And I was like, heck yes. And then I was reminded of all the times that we've played dungeon crawler-type games with our friend group. And, like, I just get to tag along and shoot things sometimes, and then I don't die because everybody's killing all the things that would kill me, and it's okay and it's fun. Uh, So it's very much like that, except that it is sound-driven. So there's, like, um, music happening while you're doing this, and certain elements of the, like, landscape, I guess you would call it, are, um, like, bouncing along or lighting up or moving to the beat of the music. And then certain things in order for you to 
like move forward there's like this kind of bridge thing that you have to go across and in order for you to be able to jump off of each part of it onto the next part you have to be jumping on the beat so the first time around i was just like button mashing and not really understanding why or why not i was like moving forward even though literally right before we started playing (laughs) he had explained to me how this game works as soon as we started playing all of that went out the window yeah sometimes you just get excited okay totally or lost and confused and you just gotta do what you can do which is mashing them buttons um and then also anytime that you're shooting if you're shooting on the beat it like uh multiplies the effectiveness of your so you get like more laser pellets that come out of your gun or whatever they're like bright neon colors and stuff like that it was fun um anyway so it's just like really visually pleasing uh and the music is great and then we we played two levels well we we beat one level and then he was like are you done or like do you want and i was like oh no let's keep playing <laughs> and uh and he was like you're doing a really good job like you i can't remember what he said and i was like well that was a compliment thank you <laughs> secretly you just kept me alive that whole time but i will take it um and then in the the second level it was really interesting because the the music changed it was like quite a different style of music and it felt like harder and grittier and it made the like intensity of the level more intense and then you like there's like a big boss guy at the end of it um and it was just it was just really neat how you can like see how the atmosphere of the game has changed and the the way in which you approach what you're doing changes based on the music that's used um have you played Crypt of the Necromancer, because you would enjoy that game. No, I Because I talk about it all the time. It's a very similar style. Okay. It's also a rhythm rogue. Okay. And it's fantastic, and we should play it. Okay. Yes. Will you protect me from dying the whole time? I mean, time? I'm going to make you play it on my computer when we're done. Oh, okay. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a co-op version, and we could totally do that. Okay. But you would, you would yeah. really like it. I can yeah, tell. I'd be into that. Yeah. Sorry I interrupted you. I got excited. No, also, that's okay. You raised your hand. I did. So, I did. Because uh, you're polite and I'm American. <laughs> I mean, you could just say that you're American. That's all we have to, to say about that. Um, I was just going to ask if they mentioned who the composer was. Because I feel like that's an important mm. thing to know about a game like that that's so heavy on sound design. Yeah, so I did. I recorded an interview with this gent, and he did talk about the person. I want to say Nick but then I feel like that's an actor, so that might yeah. be wrong. But Nick Scroll or something. I, it's like Nick Scroll, but different. Yeah. So what kind of music is it? Is it like eight bit sounding? No, it's like mm, just like pop. modern game music. Yeah, it's like modern kind of electroy. Yeah, yeah okay. I think I could be wrong. I don't know. That's just what is popping into my head. The trailer this morning, when, when we watched it, looked really good. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to, to make some time to go play it later. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a fun game. Well, and it was interesting because I asked him, like, what the most challenging part of it was for him, or for them, and um, he was saying, like, you know, if there's so many first-person shooter games out there that you, I don't know the proper words for game developing, but you just, like, pick a 
engine or whatever to use and then you build on that and that didn't really exist for this game they really had to like create the way that it is played mm -hmm. and then sort of put the way it looks and what you do in the story on top of that um so it just sounded like an interesting process and it seems to have turned out really well and i think that one comes out sometime next year okay and then after that i also went over to the Fortnite thing. And I actually have played Fortnite quite a lot and love me some Fortnite, but haven't played it in a long time, which is okay because it was like, it's one of those one more game things where like oh, yeah. I would one more game it for four hours in a day. <laughs> it's like Civ. Yeah. I'd, one yes. more turn. One more turn in Civ. Yeah. One more but turn. But real time. Two days later. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No sleep. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Look at me shit. <laughs> Someone has. I feel like I get so much. You do. Right? You get a lot of shit. But you take it well. It's funny. And you dish shit. it out back. So oh, that's no. okay. I do love dishing it back. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh my god, okay. When I first started playing Fortnite, somebody, like, maybe the third round I had played, somebody was in a fucking bush and killed me and I had no idea where it had come from. Like, I didn't even register that a bush had killed me. I just <laughs> died and was like, what happened? But in Fortnite, when you die, you can then watch the progress of the person that killed you. So then I'm watching the screen and this little fucking bush is running <laughs> around and killing everything. And I was like, at that point, I was like, oh my God, my dream is to find a bush that will move around with me so I can kill people. This is how I will win Fortnite. And so uh, everyone has told me now that they've gone to Fortnite to get free food, blah, blah, blah. Like here in Seattle at PAX today. And so I'm like, okay, like I'm done talking about Soundfall and uh, I'm, I need to eat. I'm going to go find this Fortnite business. Literally on the sidewalk was two people wearing bushes. <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> And then, so I stopped. Did you get pictures? I did. Okay. I did. Oh, my God. Um, and the, there was, like, it was two people, and then there was, like, a PAX woman with them. So I think they were, like, hired by and yep. with mm. Fortnite. And there was, like, kids taking pictures with them. And I was like, oh, God, I'm such a dork. Wait, no, don't walk away. I need a picture, too. <laughs> and um, and then she was like, oh, do you want to get in there with them? And I was like, oh, no, no, it's fine. And then afterwards, they're walking away. And I was like, oh, my God, I messed up. I messed up <laughs> so bad. Anyways, that Only was tomorrow. pretty cool. Maybe they yeah, will be back. Yeah, true. maybe they'll be there that's tomorrow. True. That was a surprising highlight. I, like, it warms my I heart a little like thinking about that. Just you telling that story, you have to get a photo with the bush people. I yeah. do. I do. <laughs> that's like I a hot dog man for me. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, nope. It is like some hot dog man for you. Wow. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't understand the people with the masks nope. at that place. I enjoyed the burg. I I kept the garbage from it because it was it was like collectible. I got pictures of it. I did not keep the it, garbage. Well, mine was double wrapped. Oh, was nice. your guys' oh, double wrapped? No, oh, wrapped. okay. I was like, they must have double wrapped it on purpose so because you can keep, keep the outside one. And at first, I crumpled it up, and then I was like, oh wait, no, that one was clean. And so I uncrumpled <laughs> it and folded it and put it in my bag. I just want to point out that you're my favorite person. It's great <laughs> that we're like the same. It's like literally garbage sweat. Garbage sweat. Guys, bye. Just, 
gonna we're gonna take pictures with our mini printer and save all our garbage. Let's do it. Let's and do it. And be terrible at video games together. <laughs> what a pair. I'm yep. really glad that we're covering this video game convention together. It's perfect. <laughs> At least you know what an RTS or whatever. I don't is. think she does. I think that's that. That's <laughs> been half this podcast. I I thought I did. Apparently, I'm very wrong. That's cool. It's whatever. It's fine. no bigs. No bigs. Based turn-based game RTS. Maybe whatever. it is an RTS, and I misunderstood. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go back and check it out. I'm gonna do my homework and then. Quick, Derek, do a Google. Nah. What okay. uh, what was the other thing you checked out, Derek? So Unless, for me, you not done the killer? I'm not done. Uh, oh, that's cool. But do you guys have one last thing each? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, do you guys have one last thing? Here? No, I have no, nothing. I, I didn't want to talk about the stuff I'm looking forward to, but uh, <laughs> uh, so I floated up to the sixth floor after uh, Life is Strange and after a bunch of other stuff, and um, that floor a lot of smaller indie stuff, some tabletop stuff. Um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I just want to point out that. Your arm. (laughs) Also, you're jiggling, and your watch is connected, and so it's tapping. And I don't know if I'm the only one that could hear this, but it is happening. (laughs) Also, I'm just kidding, and I love you so much. Yeah, we killed Courtney. Um, (laughs) so uh, now I've just lost everything. So I I was floating over to the end of the floor, um, and so in that area there is, uh, it's like a group of games called the PAX 10, Uh, and so in this area, uh, like, independent developers could submit their games to be considered for the PAX 10, and then a panel of, like, 50 judges decides which are the 10 best indie games that are going to be shown um, at this, and so I... Uh, one, you know, I just kind of one caught my eye because it had some really like weird, interesting artwork. Um, and then the developer, or one of the two developers, um, very small company uh, called Shy Kids uh, Games. Uh, sorry, Shy Kids Club. I did that oh, earlier no, as well. Oh no, did it again. Um, Shy Kids Club. Uh, this is actually their first game. They've done some game jams and stuff in the past, but it's a husband and wife pair from Australia. Um, and this game is just super super unique and super weird so super simple controls basically it's co-op so two players each one of you uses a an analog stick and the right trigger to shoot essentially um and so essentially you are this you're you're these two combined characters that are a ship um and so the ship one of you controls it one of you can use your analog stick to rotate around and shoot um but the really unique aspect is um the person who's controlling the ship and the person who is shooting uh, from the ship, it switches depending on whether the ship is in air or in water. Um, and so you have to, it, it becomes like this chance. Like at first, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Because a second ago I was controlling it, now it's going in a different direction. What's going on? And and it kind of takes your brain a moment to like get used to, um, you know, the color of the background can change. Like it, the color of the background determines who is controlling the ship and who's shooting. Um, and so it's pretty, it was pretty cool though. Like we got to a point where, um, oh, and so the enemies, for instance, potentially like, like if I'm the pink guy and the other person's the blue guy, some of the enemies will have pink on them. And that means only a pink missile can defeat it. So you, they, you have to go and get into an area where pink will be the gun to be able to shoot them. Um, and so at one point it was, and and then, so it, it basically just forces 
communication between the pair that's playing it because you get to the point where um you know we we during the demo this giant creature was shooting uh chasing us and shooting us basically and and so we're moving as fast as we can towards the right of the screen away from it but the color keeps changing of the background and basically the instant that you cross over it the other person like the person that was just pointing right in order to move now has to be pointing left because there are there are projectiles coming at you and all this sort of stuff so um it becomes this like it's like this challenge based on um like timing and communication and everything like that and and at first it's like oh this mechanic is hard and then the mechanic just disappears entirely and it's just all about the communication aspect yeah who were you playing with when you played uh the developer okay yeah Sounds like a good person um, yeah. to have on your team. So, so the, the game's called With Friends Like These. Um, I oh, I saw that. Yeah, one. like and like I said, I originally originally I was like, oh, this art is super weird, and like there's weird like there's like puking like caterpillars and like all this like weird stuff going on. And he said his wife's just weird, and she draws it all. And, um, <laughs> My you, wife's just weird. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. Uh, it's got like so I looking at the story of the game as well. It's just got a super weird synopsis that I actually want to read out because. As soon as I read that, I was like, I fucking love this game. Like, I it was super cool before. I would love. To, I feel like it would be the type of game that Michaela and I would enjoy, enjoy playing before totally. we ripped each other's heads off. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, yeah. So so story wise, it says everyone on your home planet is super bored and overworked. So you and your bestie have decided to take everyone on a trip to a crazy time planet where everyone can let off some steam. Unfortunately, things go wrong, and your friends friends crash into super chill world. Your friends don't realize they're on the wrong planet and start to cause chaos. It's up to you to collect all your friends before they cause too much damage and drive the super chill residents insane. <laughs> super, chill plan- super chill planet is made up of water and air floating around everywhere. Players have to work together and navigate their way around and find their crazy friends. While the blue player flies the ship in water, the pink player will zap pink bullets that teleport your friends back to the bus. When the ship flies in the air, the rolls will swap. The pink player will then fly, and the blue player will zap blue bullets. You can also you also have to match the color of bullets to the color of your friend's eyes. Um, Story wise, it's just really, really funny. Um, they are it's still in active development. Um, they, it will be coming to PC and to Switch uh, in 2019. Switch I feel like seems like a great console for it. Yeah. Well, and for that, I feel like for that game specifically, where it's an analog stick and a button, like even yeah. playing that on a Joy-Con type thing, just will uh, be fine. It sounds like it'll be right at home there. Um, yeah, the developers, they, I, I don't know, the guy was a hilarious Australian dude. Um, I did record a short interview with him as well, and so that'll be up in the uh, post PAX audio interview uh, special episode that we're going to be posting up. Um, yeah, no, that was the last game that I played before we kind of wrapped it up. And uh, it. I feel like just having wandered the floor, like, I, I don't know. There's so many games to play, but that was a highlight for me today just because it was yeah. so hilarious. And... I just, like, started a list and I was walking around. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, we get a ton of emails and, you know, you can go through them, but then there's, like, every day there's, like, a hundred more. Yeah. And so... Yeah. And sometimes you go to look at something and you go and play it and you're like, well, this isn't really what I thought it was and I don't really like it and I could have gone to this other thing. Totally. Sure. Or this other one looks better. So I made a list in my notebook of all the things I think are interesting to go look at over yeah. the weekend. I have been fluctuating between feeling like, oh my gosh, I didn't plan, like, I didn't make enough appointments, I don't have enough booked in, like, I'm not covering enough, to, 
oh my god, I'm not going to have time to just explore it all because I have too many things booked and I have too much stuff going on and I can't process it all. And I think I'm just going to have to let it be what it'll be. But today I walked past um, Gris by Devolver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I literally just stopped and watched random people playing for like half an hour. It was just so incredibly beautiful. It's like this watercolor thing and then it like the art style is watercolor and then it's um, like a puzzle type thing where things change depending on what you do and then that changes the your pathways that you're able to take and I don't even really fully understand what was going on and if I do get to play it it'll be really embarrassing because I'll be like it's on quite big screens and there's like a lounge area and everyone's watching you so it'll yeah. be really awkward hopefully I can have a buddy with me so we can talk it out if need be um got buddies. We'll but with you. yes that would be great and then I like I was like well I need to make this happen like how do I get in here so I went over to the Devolver booth and I was like, hey, like I am with Geekscape. I would really like to try to cover this game and interview somebody about making it, da, da, da. And they were like, well, we're fully booked up for press for today and tomorrow. And I was like, no. But uh, he took my information and is going to see if he can get me in on Sunday. So I will keep you all posted. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. I, like, I think whether we get to play it or not this weekend, you're definitely going to have to buy it for me at some point because I can't okay. not have that in my life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just is so amazing. Do you know what it was for? Console, PC? Um, We're building think... a game in PC, guys. Do it. No. Do I think I... I saw people playing it on Xbox, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Maybe I have my old one when I end up having to buy a new one. It's going to cost me though. the same amount. It won't work. <laughs> no, I'm, it'll work. It's just, I need to upgrade my shit. Yeah. I was looking at the specs. I got some old shit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this that switch is looking that mighty PC, powerful. That PC yeah. has lasted through like four boyfriends. Like, that's a, oh, geez, that's that's a, a time a... for an upgrade on that build, I feel. Yes. It's, cool. it's like a, quite sure. a way of calculating. I'm sorry, do you have a comment? Do you guys not calculate things based on relationships? Boys don't do that. No. no. That's definitely what? a trick thing. I feel like that's... I have, have not heard of it before. Have you know at what right point now? in your no. life something happened well, unless this you think of... Uh, yeah, no, because when, you, when, you, when I try and like figure out, what, like, oh, I was with so-and-so, yeah. and that was approximately, I don't know, that many years ago, I guess, but yeah. like... I, I don't know. I just I, go I, by time. Yeah, yeah, I use months and years. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe it's different for girls. Maybe if we've had more relationships or something. I, I don't like, serial I don't date, know. so, I mean, it's not really an issue for me. Ooh. I mean, don't we all serial date, though? I mean, if you're not serial dating, then you're doing So the tents in the time. car. <laughs> you can set it up that. on the patio. <laughs> Actually, I think it would fit on the patio. It'll fit. It's a small tent. shit. Oh. And last game? Your last game? Yeah. Are you yeah. you're done? Yeah. Okay. That's good cuz I already took over your uh, story there. Um so I after Fortnite I went to play uh Stormland which is in um the night I think it's 1927 event space and when we were at ECCC uh, we went to an event there, and Did I you have an extra C in there. No, E C C C. Okay. Yeah. Um, I 
fell in love with the space. It's like... Oh, was it the same place? Yeah. Oh. It's like exposed brick on one wall, and then there's like raw wood, and like... What is the name for that style? Uh, industrial? Yeah, yeah. No, because industrial is like all... It's not like anyway. metal vents and yeah. stuff, but it's kind of like industrial and like like old bohemian old kind of combo. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, like pallet furniture and shit like that, you know. But no actual pallet furniture. Uh, anyways, oh, I just knocked the table. Um, so it's this beautiful space. But today, so I'll set the scene for you. I'm walking along the Seattle sunny sidewalk. And then there's all these Stormland posters on the windows of this space. And I open the door and, like, darkness and smoke pours out onto the sidewalk. And I was like, shit, it's about to get real. Um, and then there was, like, a security guy for the door. But he was, like, on the phone on the sidewalk. And I was like, do I go in? Do I not go in? I don't know what to do with my hands. And then I just <laughs> went in the door and I tried to make eye contact with him. But he didn't. And so I just kept going. And then there's, like, what's the word for those curtains that are made of plastic that any time in horror movies or any movies, when they go into, like, a, a butcher shop freezer, they, plastic like, curtains. go through the plastic curtain thing? There I don't was, know, but I know what you're talking about. You know about. what I'm talking about. So there was You're those. Very good painting a picture. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, there was those, and I and I think that was probably to keep the fog in. So you go through there, and I walk up to the counter, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm Michaela. I'm with Geekscape. I have an appointment." And they're like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. Just put your name in here. Blah blah blah. Go stand in the line for a thing." And I was like, "Oh." I thought I had an appointment to talk to someone, but okay, I'll just go stand in line. And then I wandered around, and it was super neat. They had like all these like vines growing on the wall, and then like a quarter of the wall is covered in a Stormland poster, but then there's, like, trees in front of it and, like, fake clouds on the ground. And, uh, and all these, like, triangular booth-type things that had monitors on them. Um, and it's an Oculus game, so then they had, like, the Oculus equipment hooked up to it. Uh, and it was super surreal to just see all these people in their own little worlds, like, plugged into this video game, swinging their arms around in the space and, like, clearly doing something with purpose. <laughs> and you can see the screen, so you know what they're doing. But it's, like, pretty quiet, because they're not talking, obviously. They're in VR. Um, I don't know. It was just a weird, a weird space to be in, where people are so immersed in something but then they're like, poor vulnerable bodies are just like, <laughs> they're doing things and they're just trusting everyone around them Perfect to like save them. Perfect murder. Yes, or <laughs> something else bad. And then I'm like standing in line waiting and the guy behind me like puts his arm into the like game space of the person and he was like, ha ha, how's nobody fucking with anybody else? Ha ha. And I was like, oh, ha 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 ha. And then he like put, but and then the guy like tapped his arm a little bit. Like it was fine. It was nothing. And we were just like, ah. And then I was like, oh, I actually feel so bad for that guy. Because when you're in VR, you just feel so vulnerable. You do. And also, like, fucking dick move. Fuck that guy. I would have tripped him when he was in his headset. <laughs> well, and then I went before him. And at one point, I can't remember. Something was said. Like, I could... Oh. And, and they were, like, doing... Not doing something to me, but, like, laughing in my ear or something. And then I heard somebody be like... I don't know if she even heard us. And I was like, I heard you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Anyways, so then it was neat because they didn't really seem to have a time limit. So the person who was in front of me just played for until he was done exploring whatever you played, I think, two levels or something. And then uh, I had never played Oculus before, but we have a PSVR. So <clears throat> um, I like knew kind of what to expect in terms of being in VR, but the controllers for Oculus are fucking amazing. They like, they just feel so intuitive. It's like you're holding onto the hilt of a sword mm -hmm. and you just put your hand into a fist and all the buttons that you need to do things are right where your fingers are anyways. It was amazing. I am super into it. We still can't get an Oculus. What's They're up? very expensive. I feel like but this is I all see for, the appeal. I see get rid of your, your PlayStation VR and just go for the you. Oculus. <laughs> and We're just already spend there. three times as much. And, uh... They're not that expensive. We just need the computer to run it. <laughs> <laughs> the headset's the least. <laughs> yeah. It's the graphics card. Uh, um, hey man, those twenty eighties coming out. Right. Yeah, those RTX cards. Uh, what is what was what was it about? Uh, so, from what I gather um, from watching the trailer, it seems like you play as this robot um, android guy who um, is on a planet as a scout, and then gets attacked or broken somehow, and then just ends up kind of decaying for a while. And then comes back to life later. Is this one we watched this morning with yeah. the, the arms that you kept yes. plugging back in? Yeah. And I got really upset. You felt like it was Detroit. Which it was it like that kind really, of... That PTSD from Detroit becoming yeah. human when you're in the android pit. And they're just not happy <laughs> for it. That scene was fucking terrifying. It was. God, at like 3 o'clock in the morning by yourself? No, don't do it. It is very creepy. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was... it. Well, and it was interesting because, like, if you... I found when I, like, looked down, it was just so well done. I was like, this is my body now. This is just my body. <laughs> this is how I look. And I'm just, like, this exposed robot. Um, anyways, I'm not sure what the total storyline is. But in the demo, it's none of the, you know, you getting attacked and then whatever. You're just... You are on this planet, and you're a scout, and your buddy is also on this planet, but then your, like, satellite in your head person is saying, oh, this this person nicks, which was really interesting. They were gender neutral. They kept referring to this person as a they, or a them, or whatever. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, and I guess it makes sense, because they don't have to have a gender. They're a machine. Um, I mean, they don't have to have a gender if they're not a machine either, but... Why would you assign a gender to a Something machine? That, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then this in-your-head person is like, oh, you need to go find Nyx. Nyx hasn't adapted as well to this planet. Blah, blah, blah. Will be able to defend themselves. Blah, blah, blah. And then you, like, it teaches you how to do things as you go out to find this person. Um, and... I, like, got partway through, and I was trying to figure out how to pick up my guns and attach them to my body, and then I look up, and my arms are crossed over, <laughs> and I'm like, and I know there's a woman there who's, like, trying to help me out, and I'm like, I can't, I can't. and so I'm, like, blindly in real life being like, my, my arms are crossed over, <laughs> and she's like, okay, 
look down. And so I look down and I'm like, something is happening. Like my chest is in my face, but also my arms are crossed over. And like, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many people watching me right now. And I don't know how to play video games. And I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. And meanwhile, she spent the last 10 minutes trying to tell me how to attach the gun to my body. And I can't do it. And she's like, don't worry, just leave it on the ground. You'll find more guns later. And I'm like, okay, but... But now I can't uncross my arms. <laughs> oh, God, it was wrong. Anyways, and so she's like, okay, do this, do that. And she's trying to direct me to go through the menu system to, like, recalibrate. And then I don't remember how to just, recalibrate. Like, did you just change hands that you're holding? No, because it's, like, very specific, for, like, mm. the sword oh, yeah, yeah. thing, right? <laughs> and I broke Courtney. <laughs> um <laughs> Please don't puke. It's like rewinding time. Way. She loves rewinding time. All that Greek food. <laughs> no, I'm laughing so hard and my stomach is so full. Oh. Oh my god. It's okay. The funny part is over. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she goes and gets somebody else who comes and is like, oh, and then leads me through recalibrating. And she, like, three times, she's like, we already recalibrate. We all. And, and then I'm like, okay, let's recalibrate for the fifth time. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, we just have to turn it off and on again. <laughs> so then I had to start again. And at this point, like, I sometimes will get motion sick even when I'm not playing VR. But I know in VR games when I, like, have to move my head and my body and all that stuff, like, I get, I get motion sick. Um... So at this point, I'm like, oh, God, I have to go through all of this all over again so I can even keep moving forward. Uh, but I did it. I powered through, and I just did everything, like, really fast. And then I played until I think I, I like, like, you're completing missions as you go along, and it's teaching you how to do things as you complete missions. And so I got, like, I probably played for, like, at least half an hour. Like, I was in that space for... By the time I went to talk to the guy, it was like 10 to 3. So I'd been there for 50 minutes. Um, and But it was just so amazing to me how... Because I always struggled with... And I'll write about this in my article too. So, you know, you get to hear my stories four times. But I always struggle with... In games, especially that use sticks to move around... I get stuck in a corner or at a wall and I'm staring at the ceiling or the floor or whatever and I just, I can't figure out how to unstuck myself so I can keep functioning. <laughs> your arms but, are crossed. <laughs> especially when your arms are crossed. But I, there was so many different ways to move around. Like you can glide, which is just like walking off a ledge and sticking your arms out in front of you and then you glide down and you can direct yourself with your arms. And then there's... Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but you're like, you're like fast glide flying where it doesn't stop you. Like gliding, you are drifting down. But the other one, when you're going over fog, it'll just uh, like slipstream you. And so you just can direct yourself and you keep flying and you're going faster and you don't stop until you specifically go over top of land where you want to stop. Um, or you can climb and the climbing is so intuitive with these controls. Um... And then when I was talking to, uh, anyway, so it just felt 
it just felt so natural and not like I ended up like crammed in between a tree and a rock <laughs> and I was like oh my god again this is so embarrassing but then I just climbed my way out of it and it did it because you just have hands and you're climbing there's things to grab so you just do it uh, and it was great and then I went and tried not to barf and drank some water and uh, talked to the gent whose name I did know until two minutes ago. Chad. Chad. What's his last name? I don't remember. Chad. Chad. What a guy. Chad Desern. He was the chief creative officer of In- Insomniac Games. Um, and he was actually saying that... Um, they tried all sorts of different climbing mechanics and this like at first they were like needed to have it really controlled because that's you know people couldn't handle if it wasn't and then they realized that that didn't feel natural and so it's not really controlled and really you like move at whatever pace you're actually moving at and you can like fling yourself up and it all just like all the stuff that just felt like oh of course this is the way it would work so much thought has gone into it and creating how how you navigate this space. It was just really interesting to hear about. Um, and it sounds like they're really passionate about the project. So I definitely recommend it for, I mean, everyone, and especially for people who can we'll do it. handle it for more than we'll get it. 20 minutes. As long as there's no, like, cliffs, I'll, be, I'll do it. There's lots of cliffs. But I don't want it. I'm out. Like, it doesn't feel like you're high, though. It doesn't feel like you're high up, but... You have to be able to walk off ledges in order to move fast across space. Okay. Right? Abduction last year, though, because you walked, like, you were just walking along a cliff edge. Oh, okay. And it was really, but it was, a, it was, like, a steep cliff. Like, you were not supposed to yeah. fall off of it. Um, I had, I had, like, my, all my fear was yeah. right there the whole time to the point where, like, I was just, like, skipping ahead to yeah. get past <laughs> as much as possible, as quickly as possible. Yeah, this one didn't feel scary, but it did feel... I noticed, like, when I had to jump off of something or walk off of something, you know that feeling you get when you, like, go yep. off the edge of a roller coaster? No. That was happening. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> or over, no. like, a big hill when you're driving and your stomach kind of drops yeah. out of it. I felt like that was happening, and I could feel my body, like, wobbling forward. <laughs> and I was like, just keep it together, Michaela. Like, there's a million people around you who are watching you fumble or Remember when you were just looking in awe at all these people fumbling around? That's you now. Somebody else is doing that. And that, that. dick in line behind you is laughing right? at you and he's going to push you. <laughs> he's also Fuck you, lime guy. maybe going to listen to this podcast because I told him about our uh, Well, don't business. be a dick, lime guy. Take a, take a hint from the Canadians and be a gentleman. Joe person. I'm not going to assign you a gender. That's rude. Gender free. Gender free bathroom. <laughs> Gender-free bathrooms. Anyways, <laughs> it was really neat. And then um, and then I left, and then we came home, and we ate lots of food. <laughs> I just got chastised. <laughs> um, I would like to point out, I have found nothing to sit on at this con. Not one thing. Oh, really? There are no giant dinosaurs. Uh, there's yeah. uh, I the saw same, one. The, the Guild Wars 2. The same Guild Wars 2 yeah. hippogriff for me to sit on again. That, yeah. Does it look better than it did at Comic-Con? Did it not or look it good still, at Comic-Con? It looked kind of beat up. Oh. Probably, I don't know. Is it, like, not that high up? No, it's not. It's it's short. It's, like, maybe 10 feet tall. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I think I saw that one. Because I was really looking forward to giant things, too. Yeah. Giant I felt like there was not very much like giant things. There's not There's not a lot it's of... It's a giant outdoor Fortnite booth. There's That's giant, true. There but I mean, like, last year they had, like, the giant T-Rex, and they had mm-hmm. the big dinosaur creatures from Ark, and then there was big stuff off-site that you could see, like, sculpture-y, yeah. statue type things, and I don't... I feel like I don't see that much mm-hmm. this year. Granted, I haven't seen that much of everything yet, but so... So I'm still on the hunt for giant things to sit on. <laughs> That's our stinger right there. <laughs> I walked into that one. Shit. I'm sad on that. Poor Jake. Um, I am really interested and uh, speaking of things that are giant, uh, the Artifact booth, yeah. which is yeah. Valve's new uh, collectible trading card digital game. Um, I watched a little bit of it. The booth's massive. It's got to be a third of one of the sections of like uh, the um, convention center. Um, and there's giant screens everywhere. There's like I don't know. It, like the game's not out yet, is it? It's not early. Like I don't think so. there's people playing it, and they had like live commentators and stuff like that. Like just just commentating over top of uh, the games that were happening, and it was pretty cool. Um, and it sounds like they like. I, I imagine that is a booth that is filling up very early because they have some, I can't recall what it is off the top of my head now, but people that play it get a really good swag for playing it, including two copies of the game when it comes out. Oh, well, um, it and because mm-hmm. it's going to be a, it's like a $20 purchase. It's not a free to play. Uh, it's not a free to play title. So um, it comes out November 28th for Mac and windows and it should be released on Android and iOS next year. Next year, right? Mm. Yeah, and Linux. And this Linux this year. Well, Linux. It's already on. Yeah, it'll be released on Linux with the other two. Yeah, that is, is one I'm. Like a thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Valve's doing big pushes into Linux. Yeah, they this are. Week. Yeah. Really? Yep. If we had an actual podcast this week, I would talk about yeah. that. That's great. Um, but yeah, that was that is one that I'm really excited for, and I'm really excited to see. But it's it's so cool just walking around. That like there's just and and I wrote up an article about that. Uh, the Australian game already, but one of the things I noted in there is it's just like, just as far as the eye can see, games that you've never heard of that look like the coolest fucking thing on the entire mm-hmm. planet. Like, um, I'm so excited to get more time with a bunch of them, and it's something that a lot of these games are small, and a lot of these games would not see a lot of press, and so getting to be at an event like this where it's it's going to be they're in your face and 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 everything like that, like it's going to give you an opportunity to see and play games that you might not even ever hear the name of otherwise. Mm-hmm. Wait, I thought we were just all going to go and play Spider-Man at the Sony booth. I mean, I'd like to do that too. I can't wait till next Friday, so. You can't wait another week to play it? You're just going to waste your, your PAX time to play it? No, waste I'm the just whole day to play it. Yeah. Stand in line. Stand in line. Get a 15-minute demo. Yeah. Like, these graphics do seem downgraded. <laughs> uh, with that, I think we should call this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was PAX Day 1. We should be back tomorrow for another episode um, talking about what we saw at PAX Day 2. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, where can we find you guys? I'm Mika Max 309 and I am also posting to the Geekscape Forever Instagram, so give that a follow, please, and thank you. I'm at DKranavelt on Twitter, uh, and I'm CaptainK17 across gaming platforms. Uh, I'm I'm at Jake Skelter on all major uh, social Skelter, media platforms. Skelter, right. That is my last name. <laughs> You've only known him for a million years. Yep, like a decade. Aren't you, aren't you how the rest of us know him? Yeah. 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 Good friends. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Still hard to you, buddy. Every time. And then I complain, like, which one is your, what is on, what is, how, what's your email? Which one's first? Which one's next? You're like, it's so easy. And then every podcast, you're like, oh, I have to think for five minutes about which, where these two letters are.